You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Wepa, what up, me gente? How you doing? It's your boy, Al Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. Today, we talk in comics, independent comics. And I mean, this is an awesome little event right here. Because we're talking to a pioneer. Pioneers in their own right, real talk. I mean, this lady right here, she is the founder, creator of an all-international Asian women comics publisher. Oh, my God. And, and, and their debut project is about to kick off. Let me introduce the queen herself right here, the one and only Cecilia Lim. What's popping? How you doing? Hey guys, how's everything going? Well, hey thank Al, you, thank you for joining me today to chit chat about Quinta. But hold up, folks, Cecilia's <laughs> not the only one here because we also have the head writer, Wepa, that's joining Cecilia on this amazing journey. The one, the only, Caitlin Fahilang, Wepa. What up, lady? How you doing? I'm doing great. You're an amazing introducer. <laughs> fun right now. Are you ready to rock out? Imagine if I was there with Will last night, he probably would have smacked um, him twice. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, my goodness. I saw that. I was like, is this a yeah. joke? Yeah, every, everybody says that was Vince McMahon paid Will to do that, and, and it's going to be in the next WrestleMania. No, I don't know. <laughs> that was pretty real. I think that was legit. Hey, listen, it was it's a wild night, and I'll tell you this. This, this was the first time I ever actually said, damn, the Oscars was actually quite fun this year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we had good music, not just the event, but it was good music, a lot of diversity. It was great to see. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was awesome. And I love the, uh, the, the, uh, the female winner from last year. Uh, yeah. from, from the Korean flicker when she was saying, I got mad when people mispronounced my name and now they have me here. Like, oh my God, I'm so sorry if I mispronounced yours. I was like, I started dying. I was like, she's, she, she's real. I love that. But talking about real though, real is right here. This is the business. I need to find out the origin of this amazing company called Cuento Comics. I mean, yo, this is all about origin stories first and you guys are superheroes in your own right to me. So with that, oh, let me you. start, let me start with Cecilia right here. Cecilia. Yes, sir. Tommy, where you from? <laughs> Give me your origin story, like wh- where you uh, came from and, and uh, you growing up in your hood, if you will. Okay, so my hood was, believe it or not, central Illinois. Okay. I'm from Springfield, the capital, and uh, my parents are both from the Philippines. Okay. So uh, I grew up there, um, you know, very, very uh, non-diverse area of the country. I mean, Illinois, so, and I mean, with you, Springfield, yeah. yes, I'm kind of familiar. <laughs> yeah, 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 a lot, lot of cornfields, and uh, I mean, great people, just, yeah. you know, salt of the earth type people, but um, growing up, I, uh, you know, I, I read a lot of fantasy, read a lot of sci-fi, read a lot of mythology, I mean. Who put you, you on know, to that? Was that something you discovered yourself, or was that something that the family kind of put in your hands, or, or what? You know, um, my mom did not drive you know, early on. So we took the bus to the library all the time. Oh, wow. So, I mean, I grew up, uh, 
you know, going to the library, I found, you know, C.S. Lewis and the, the Chronicles of Narnia. I, you Ooh. know, I found the Lord of the Rings. I mean, I'm old school, Ray Bradbury, you know, oh, Martian wow. Chronicles. Wow. You know, that's, I, you know, so I'm old school and <laughs> there, cause we took the bus. There was a, um, there was a newsstand by the bus stop. And every time we went to the library, I asked my mom, Oh, can I have a comic book? You know, so, um, I grew up on, you know, Wonder Woman, Batman. I grew up on, Ooh. uh, UFO comic books and, uh, the Bermuda Triangle comic book. I mean, just like, <laughs> like I said, it's like old school, man. You absorbed um, it all. And, and folks, yeah. uh, if you don't know what a library is, cause I know we have kids here. <laughs> Libraries we used to go to before Google. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. So I, I grew up, uh, you know, in a in an area where I just you know had to had, I just fell into like the sci-fi the fantasy all that stuff and then um uh later on um probably about and I have to say I'm mean, gonna fast forward five or six years ago um really came to the realization that there weren't a whole lot of Filipino or Asian comic book characters out there you know whether it welcome be to my book. world lady welcome to yeah. my world <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh i mean and i'm talking about comic books books tv yeah. film i mean just i'm like like you know okay i've seen thor a few times i've seen robin hood a few times you know king arthur you know been been there done that look okay so you know how do we create the content that you know a, a young asian american teen would you know, fall in love with and want to explore. So um, I met Caitlin and then had a couple of seeds of ideas. And she being the amazing writer that she is kind of like took it and ran. Hey, so wait, I need to know that, that, that part of the story before I get to Caitlin, how did you meet Caitlin? (laughs) Um, Well, you know, what's interesting. Uh, I moved out to LA a few years ago. Everybody goes to LA. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And uh, she was part of a group called Phil Am Creative. Um, okay. It's a group, it's an organization of Filipino American uh, creatives. I mean, and, and I'm talking about all creatives, like from the camera guys to the writers, to the producers, directors, actors. And it's a, it was a great organization That's where wonderful. I met Caitlin. And then Caitlin and my daughter were actually in a short film together. Um, and so we just started a bond and I found out how talented she was and the rest is history. Epa. Hey, that's <laughs> awesome. I love that connection. You know, uh, who is it? Uh, Jim Saranko told me about psychomagnetism, how people of a like mind will always wind up connecting at one point or another. So look at that. So Kaylin, I need your origin story. Talk about where, where you <laughs> holler from, where you grew up at. And then obviously, you know, building up towards that. That faithful moment when you met Cecilia. (laughs) And then plot takes over from there. Hey, yeah. Okay, okay. So my origin story and raised in LA. I was born in Hollywood. Um, My parents came here in the late 70s, early 80s from the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And I grew up uh, just very, you know, sheltered. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Went to a Christian private school my whole life. Uh, But... Uh, I think very early on, I around the age of seven, I remember in second grade, we came in from recess and our teacher gave us this writing assignment. And she said, you could do whatever you want. Just go crazy. And I remember writing and this 
I, I, and I was seven, you know, and this feeling hit me, which it was a feeling of, wow, this feels really good. I, I'm really having fun. And I don't usually feel that way about a classroom assignment. And that's what got me thinking, oh, maybe I should write more. I really enjoy this. So uh, there was this, uh, like, a Japanese anime show I used to really be obsessed with called Sailor Moon. Um, I was, like, the vice president of my Sailor Moon afternoon. Oh, damn, really? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Love afternoon. it. And I was Sailor Moon. And I used to write, you know, fan fiction. I, I started writing it. Uh, I, I watched a lot of anime. I read a lot of manga. I watched a, pretty much anything animated, cartoons on TV. Uh, that a child would have watched growing up in the 90s. Um, I read a lot of books. Not I just children, remember. trust me. <laughs> Not just children were watching cartoons in the 90s. Oh, I know. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm a big kid in the 90s. You know, yeah, I'm, you know later teenage years, and I'm at home. Hold on, hold on, guys. It's like 4 o'clock. I got to watch something real quick. What? Yeah, Shut up. <laughs> yeah, for me, that was Adult Swim. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, too, remember this thing called the library. Um, my brother used to read a lot of books and I quickly started gravitating towards um, not just fantasy, like Chronicles of Narnia, Harry Potter, that sort of thing. But I, I uh, as a young girl growing up, very impressionable. I, I really liked the books where there was a, a girl on the cover, you know, some kind of heroine, uh, something that made her look strong and brave and clever and witty, you know, all the things I wanted to be. Um, and I remember I had a really favorite book. It was called Ella Enchanted by Gail Carson Levine. It was about a girl who was under a curse and she had to do everything that people told her to do. Mm. If someone commanded her to do it, she had to do it. Um, and I remember my brother picked up the book and he said, why do you always read these books with strong, independent female characters? And I remember being very confused. I thought, wait, does no one else read that? <laughs> And, and then it hit me, oh, it's because he's a boy. He doesn't like that stuff. But very early on, I started realizing there was this prejudice against um, what is considered chick lit or chick flicks yeah. in the sense that they weren't as important or th this wasn't Oscar bait. You know, this wasn't stuff that boys could get into, but stuff like Transformers, you know, all the, um, excuse me, dick flick type stuff. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's game for everyone, right? Yeah. And then I realized up until my adulthood, I realized that was still affecting me. And yeah. I thought that's not really fair. And then because, you know, I, I realized a lot of the stories, a lot of the art I created, I was creating with a male audience in mind mm. because I thought they're the hard ones to please. So I have to make sure that guys like it too. But it's never the other way around, is it? it no. It's how many times are guys thinking, oh, will the ladies, will the girls like this? Not really. They never think that. No, <laughs> nor do they care. Apparently, nor do they care. I mean, but 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 what bothers me there is, I mean, aren't we all children of strong women? And I mean, how could we not oh, support strong women? You feel me? Yeah. I, I, yeah. That, that's yeah. The, this is what I find weird. Like, why would a male feel, you know? Because I mean, when something happens to a dude, who's the first person they call? Mommy. <laughs> they ain't calling daddy. <laughs> that's, true, yeah. I, that's just what I'm saying. You know, I'm not trying yeah, to put my politics out there, but I'm just saying, you know, men need to do better, yo. Well, I mean, you, you know, we could go on for another hour about that. Like, <laughs> you just live in a society in which female-centric um, hobbies and interests are just not considered as uh, serious or important or universal. So uh, moving up in life all the way until uh, I, I was doing filmmaking and that sort of thing. And Ooh. 2017, I I ran into Cecilia, the Cecilia Lim. 
um, and her daughter, Waverly Lim, who is a producer on this project and a great Woo! one. Family yeah. affair, kiddo. Yeah, family I affair. Love yeah. I love it. Oh, yeah. But they've taken yeah. us all in to their family. You know, we're, we're one <laughs> family now. But um, essentially what happened was I, I do acting as well. And her daughter and I were cast Ooh. in the same horror film. And, and have I seen this horror movie? What's going on? No, no, no I don't think you have. <laughs> but uh, on the car ride there, which was shot in Idlewild, Cecilia said, uh, uh, oh, I, I said I'd made a movie that was in a festival that she had seen. And she said, oh, your movie was my favorite. Oh, okay. And I said, oh, you don't have to say that. And she said, no, no, I, I'm actually serious. That is <laughs> my favorite. So I remember being very pleased when she said that. And oh. uh, a couple months later, she asked if I wanted to be on a writing team for um, an uh, for a, a, a comic book series starring a Filipina teenage superheroine. Woo! Um, that's, this is this is where the points converge now. So next, I yes. love it. Yeah. I love it. So here we are, the convergence <laughs> yeah. point. Yes, now yes, the yeah. beginning of Cuento starts. Now, how long before you guys met that the company Cuento came up? The idea of building this organization to 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 empower Asian women to create comics, and then following that, I also need to know then is. Did you know how to create comics when you stepped into this world? <laughs> I'll let you take uh, that. <laughs> yeah, wow, that's like a multi-faceted yeah. question there. Yeah. So let me start off with, um, uh, you know, when we when I first, you know, when Caitlin and I were, um, you know, attending uh, meetings at the Philam Creative Organization, um, you know, we had we had talked, there's a lot of talk about, you know, how do we get uh, more visibility in the entertainment space? And everybody said the same thing, create the content. You know, there's, there's no, there's no, uh, uh, there's nothing else other than uh, being able to get into the writing room, create the content because studios, um, you know, they, they want it easy. They, yeah. They're they looking for the content that's already out there. They want you they're to the, walk in with this and be like, here, it's done. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so I said, okay, well, let's do it. Let's create the content. Love How it. do we do it? Do we create screenplays? Do we, you know, create short films? And, um, uh, you know, as going through, you know, talking to people in the industry, we came up with, you know what? Let's start with a comic book. It's universal. Okay. You know, we, if we want to tell our stories, let's tell the stories to the next generation of kids or teens or adults who are going to, you know, you know, want to be exploring this. So we, we thought comic books was the perfect medium to just add visibility to the Asian American or Filipino American, um, you know, community. Fantastic. And now, yeah. what was the learning curve like in the creation Ooh. of a comic book? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to let, I'm gonna let <laughs> Caitlin take that. Caitlin was I, like, you know, oh my God, wait a minute. I'm oh, no. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, hey, we we started, you know, I've, I, I have to tell you, you know, going back to origin story, you know, back in Illinois, I was a, an econ major. I went to, to law school. You know, I spent 20 years in corporate America um, until I found this calling. Okay. And um, 
you know, I'm, I'm not in corporate America anymore. Uh, but uh, I learned a lot of lessons along the way in corporate America. You learn how to, you learn about finances, you learn about, you know, managing people. So I feel like my journey has led me to, uh, have the perfect foundation to create Quinto Comics. I just knew that if I could put the right team together, that it would be golden. I just, I just feel that, you know, that's where my, my strong part is. I'm kind of the, the strategy, the den mother, the person that, you know, will pull the talent together to make a beautiful thing. And so that's what we did. So I started with Caitlin. Caitlin was my first person to bring into the Quento comics fold. And um, from there, uh, you know, she brought in the editors. And from there, we Ooh. we went on a search, really, to find our artists. And, you know, Caitlin, I'll let you talk about some of the struggles with, you know, either the writing process or finding the artists, because, you know, we've kind of lived through this over the past, you know, four years. Oh, well, yeah, talk about it, because, again, past four years and two of those, we've been locked up. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, what a journey. Jeez. Right. What Maybe. a journey indeed. And what's crazy is we're just at the beginning, which is kind of blowing my mind. <laughs> wow. Like, it, was like, it was like four years of packing for the journey, and now we're starting the journey. <laughs> but um, basically, um, the learning curve was very steep because we didn't really know what we were doing, to be honest. Um, the, uh, one of the pros of uh, creating comic books is in a way, there's no actually one set format. Um, I was used to writing screenplays and pilots and, you know, plays and that sort of thing. But is that um, something you trained for to write in that style? Well, I, I mean, I, I was an English major and I took a lot of creative writing classes mm-hmm. uh, throughout college and I produced writing classes and writing clubs. But comics, I had not really done. Aside from, you know, those little comics I used to draw in the fourth grade for my friends. <laughs> I didn't know how to write a co- like a panel script. So there's no actual one format to create a comic script. It's really up to the writer. It's okay. uh, it's not like, you know, in these other mediums, it's actually really strict. So that was, I guess that was a good thing, but it was also kind of hard because I didn't have any hard, fast models to um, kind of copy off of. Uh, a lot of it was me um, and Jen, the editor, uh, we just had to go online and kind of look up articles teaching you. How to Google is college for me. Yeah, yeah no, it's like, I didn't even understand how panels worked. I didn't understand how the dimensions worked. Wow. Yeah. Um, I didn't understand what the art process was like because I'm not a professional artist, a visual artist in any way. Um, I didn't know how long issues should be. I didn't know how many issues we should release a year. I didn't actually know anything. Yeah, um, but that's okay yeah. because the, the the biggest thing, Al, is I wanted to create something different. Yeah. No bad I, habits, right? Yes. No. <laughs> it, 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 it wasn't right. like we wanted to do anything formulaic. Yeah. yeah. You know, I we didn't want to be the same old, same old. We wanted Love something it. different. And so the fact that Caitlin had all this, you know, screenplay and she's she's a storyteller from a film aspect – um, it, I think it, it played really well into how she created, um, you know, the story moving forward from Ask of Halea. Mm. Oh, man. She dropped the name. Everybody, she dropped it. She had to do it. Folks, we, I'm about to show you this. Oh, she has that gorgeous cover right wait, wait, there. I want to get Hold mine on. now. Hold on. <laughs> look at, folks, look at that cover. Gorgeous. Yep. Can I see the side? 
how, how thick is that baby? Look at that. Oh, it's thick. It's thick. Erica, <laughs> Erica, look at that. Caitlin too dropping it too. Yep. Hey, everybody yeah, got their yeah. copy. Where's it's mine? Not, we right. done a oh, you know, stuff. I apologize. Honey Al. <laughs> Honey you know, no, no, no. I was going to say something. I, you know, we had our launch in, on March 5th in LA and I literally had 500 books shipped to LA. We sold out between the comic book signings, the launch party, and I'm yes. thinking, I need to get this over to Alan. I had, a, a, and now that I'm in Florida, I will send you one. I promise. Oh, awesome! <laughs> but yo, for me, that is great news. Now, that goes to show that you guys made something impactful that people connected with. Sold out. Yeah. I mean, I hear people yeah. are taking back inventory home when I go to conventions. For you to say you took this and I'm wiped out. Epa. Folks, we need, we need to you. see the reason why it got wiped out. So let me show you this <laughs> awesome little trailer about this amazing project they got out, all right? That's coming. Coming. It's, it's, out, it's on, the, on the 5th, right? It came out. So check yeah, it out. Yeah, it folks. came out on March 5th. Yeah, yeah it came out on I, March 5th. After you see this, we're going to get into the story, folks. And then all we're right. going to tell you where you can buy this, all right? Because you, you need to get your, get your wallet ready, folks. Check this out. <laughs> Is it not gorgeous? The art, the the colors, everything. Ladies, oh my god! Yeah, if I had my wall, actually, I do have my wallet here. Lucky that my camera is on a pedestal. Not I would have just thrown it and it would have fallen over. <laughs> I'm just throwing it. Stop and take my money. Yeah, good job. I need to know all about this book. I need to learn the, the, about the team, how many pages, how many issues. I mean, where am I buying this bad boy? Is it right here at QuintoComics.com? It Folks, is. Oh, it is. smokes. I mean, wow, wow, and wow. So talk to me about the book. Talk to me about the team. It, it, okay. it, looked, it looked gorgeous. Yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll start off, and Caitlin can help me. But Caitlin's my head writer, so the team is uh, Caitlin and Jen, Jennifer Zhang. She's our, our uh, also writer-editor. Um, and then we have a fantastic uh, team of artists from the Philippines, uh, Renoida Renavia is our head artist. She does the line art. And uh, Charlene Douay is our colorist. And um, we actually have just increased our team. We have a letterer now hey. uh, from, uh, from Singapore. And, um, and then we also have a, a background artist and a flatter, also from the Philippines. And they just joined our team. Ruth is our background artist. And... Um, Curry is our flatter. And then we also have a, a strong team of social media folks. Um, I have head of marketing is Meriden Angeles and Waverly Lim, my daughter, is also a producer. So she's uh, she helps out. 
And um, uh, let's see. Oh, and we have a social media uh, person out in the Philippines as well, helping us, you know, spread wow. the word. Look at so, and all female, all Asian, you know. Oh my God, you're talking about letters. What I keep thinking is, you know, you need to contact Janice Chang, like ASAP, to do something special for you guys too. Oh. And I interview. We would love so to. I, I would love to. I'll connect you guys. Oh, you, connect us, connect she, us. She, Al. She, I know she would love to talk to you guys. You know, she was talking <laughs> to me about, you know, in the time when New York was doing, some, you know, a lot of bad stuff was going on today's in community. I mean, unshamefully, and she was really talking about that because she comes from that era where she was protesting, you know, a lot of that and pushing for Asian rights and minority rights back then. So I think to have her uh, do something for you guys would be so amazing to have that legend touch that. Oh, my God. Oh, absolutely. Because you guys are future legends right here anyway. I mean, with what you got. With that book, is amazing. So talk to me about this story. How many issues we going? Is this a one-shot or is it a multi-issue? Oh, no. ongoing? What we got here? What we got here? Wait. We've got an epic. We've got an epic. The saga. Okay, Kate. Yeah, Kate. Saga. Talk to me. I love it. Give me this saga story, Kate. Oh, yes. All right. So basically, this is only the first issue in what is easily, I mean, (laughs) projected to be at least 100 issues. Um, Yes. Ongoing run. Thank you. Ongoing Marvel. This is how you do it, Marvel. Not reboot every damn (laughs) six One continuous story. One continuous story. Uh, broken up over several arcs. The first arc is projected to be around 20 issues. 20 issues. Maybe a little, maybe a little more. Wow. But first issues. arc? Just the first yeah. arc. Just imagine the first arc. You're going was... very classic route. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So imagine if this was like a Netflix show. It'd be the equivalent of dropping maybe like nine episodes for the first season. Each is about an hour. So if we're yeah. translating that, because it was, it's written kind of in a in a way that's, meant to be, uh, you know, adapted to television because, you know, we're trying to manifest here. <laughs> Not trying to. Again. We're, we're manifesting here. <laughs> okay, check this we're out. Manifesting. Yeah, we're manifesting. Um, because, listen, I, I've heard this, right, yeah. about the light of consciousness, right? Now, mm-hmm. people have oh, telling wow. me that life may be hallucination or our consciousness is hallucination, right? So is manifestation a controlled hallucination by self? And now, with the power of consciousness over hallucination, is hallucination an algorithm? Is everything predetermined? And if that's the fact, how can we manipulate our algorithm via manifestation? Is manifestation magic? Now, I think so. So manifestation is magic. So let's make that magic right now. So Cuento Comics and this particular story will in fact be a streaming show on what preferred platform. <laughs> let's do I know, it. No, but Al, you just got ten times cooler from what you <laughs> said right now. I'm in awe that you said that. Um. But I don't know. Uh, listen, I wrote this down the other day. Oh, okay. I was just really I was like, like oh. are you quoting No, 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 no. Or... Yeah, for myself, though. Because okay, I was, it, I was it, watching it. some stuff, and then I started thinking, and my wife saw this, and she like, I, I want what you're smoking. I'm like, wow, really? <laughs> so you just had the notes on your table, and you just decided to read it, right? Yeah, because you're talking about manifestation. I really I do believe that. that. It's, it's, I love it's, that. It's real. It's so powerful. It really is a real thing, and it, it, it's it all powerful. within us. That, that and really when you have a family like Quento, yeah. I know it's going to happen because you have this organized energy now that's oh projecting. Oh, gosh. Wait. I'm getting emotional. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. It's <laughs> so nice. That, that that really means, like, he's saying, like, tap into the algorithm here. Yes. Yes. Yep. Magical yep. spell. But I love yeah, that. Yeah. We're all witches here, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm a warlock. Let's get it done, kid. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love that. 
Um, well, yeah. So basically, it's uh, it's going to be at least at least five arcs. I would. Say. It is projected to be. Um, we're all working night and day on this story uh, and putting the story out there because everyone is just so hardworking, such a perfectionist, you know. Um, but in terms of the story, so, so you want what do you want? You want me to give you like a synopsis? Give, give me a little synopsis. Just a need to throw their wallet at the camera. Like, got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay, so um, basically the story uh, is um, it's a multi-POV, multi-interweaving um, narrative saga that's set in Cebu City in the Philippines and which is heavily inspired by Philippine mythology. Um, in terms of genre, it's definitely kind of in the urban fantasy realm, but with also a lot of elements of suspense, thriller, horror, romance, adventure, you name it. Um, and uh, at the heart of this story is a young teenage girl named Marisol Reyes. And um, she's around 15, 16 years old. She's a very, uh, let's say, troubled girl who kind of suffers from some unknown mental illness. She's been kicked out of all these different schools. She just can't, she just can't get a break. She can't make friends. Something's always wrong with her. She's doped up on a lot of meds because there's something wrong with her, right? So her mom, this is very Filipino, by the way, uh, she decides <laughs> to send her to the Philippines. <laughs> That's very Filipino. The child is not working out. You just send them to the Philippines. To Philippines. Yeah. I've had Filipino friends. Oh, really? I work in New York, so trust it, me, it. I understand. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me that. I used to laugh, I'm like, that's fucked up, man. I'm like, yeah. no, I need to learn. I'm like, oh, damn. All right. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Yep. So she is banished to the Philippines um, by her mother, who is kind of this um, kind of a toxic woman who's very ambitious, very uh, mm. cares very much about appearances. Um, and very vain. Very, yeah, let's put it like that. And um, uh, pre- like within the first week of her arriving in Cebu City, it coincides with the death of her great grandmother. Now, there's a lot of stories and mysteries surrounding the death of this great grandmother, who was supposedly a huge titan in her real life. Um, and at the wake, so in the Philippines, which is a largely a Catholic country. Um, before you have the funeral, there's an event called the wake, which can last sometimes like a week in which oh, yeah. you have the body of the, the deceased loved one in a home and people stay in the home and they play games and they, they're basically watching the body. Filipinos, uh, I swear you guys are just Asian Puerto Ricans. Yeah. Yeah. We do the same thing. We do the same thing. We do the wake. Yeah. So you get it. It's kind of a party. An That's why we yeah. love each other so much. We definitely do connect <laughs> folks. So cheers. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and uh, it's at this wake where two things happen. Uh, she meets uh, a young woman who's her older cousin. Cousin, cousin can't speak. Okay. She meets this kind of cool older girl with you know purple hair and tattoos, who's her cousin named Isla. Um, and Isla is given a pearl necklace that it belonged to the grandmother, the great grandmother, uh, who's her favorite black uh, pearl necklace. And it's bequeathed to Isla for kind of mysterious circumstances because Isla is the black sheep of the family. We don't know a ton about her yet, but we know there's some mystery about this girl, something where that made her the family not like her. And this is her first time back in many years. <laughs> yeah. 
He goes, Asia <laughs> Puerto right, Rico. Manuel. That's oh, wow. <laughs> Manuel, let me tell you, he's one of the great, biggest supporters of independent comics. He's also wow. the CEO of Truthful Comics. He's also a partaker in the Think Indie podcast and some of the cats. So that's another show you guys need to go on. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Manuel. Yes. And uh, more importantly, the second thing that happens that night is she finds this mysterious wooden mask inside uh, her grandmother's chest. It just mysteriously comes out. I don't know. Am I like spoiling the first issue? <laughs> basically, no, she finds okay. the mask. The mask, uh, basically, once she comes into contact with this mysterious mask, a number of dark and threatening forces begin to stalk her every step. And she's been seeing uh, things that she didn't see before, magical, disturbing visions, um, ancient powers being awakened, a whole cast of characters that she meets on her journey who um, it's kind of like a Game of Thrones style thing where everyone's interacting with each other. So we switch narratives, we switch POVs, and you realize that everybody in this story is kind of connected by an Mm. overarching mystery that is bringing everyone together. Sorry, I don't know is that me? Okay. Um, and that's kind of the premise, you know, without going okay. too far into it. I, I want people to read about it, you know. Yeah, no spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. <laughs> but that's essentially where the story begins to take off. Beautiful. And folks, that way here, appreciate the gorgeousness of the cover. A lot closer right here. Look at that. Look at that team. Look at those names. Hey, who did this cover, though? This is so fire. The color work, the design, the line work. And even the lettering, I mean, it's monstrous, this cover. Gorgeous. This is something that no one would be able to ignore if it's on the shelf. They're going to be like, wait a minute, what's this? Aw. Thank you. Well, um, Catherine Leno, who's our cover artist and who actually did uh, quite a few number of pages in the first issue, um, she was the first artist whom we brought on board. She was originally the head artist, and then she kind of transitioned over to cover artist. Um, Because she's working on some pretty big projects nowadays, including like Castlevania. Um, Yeah. yeah. So she's responsible for that first cover. Um, And yeah, we're just expanding the team. So there's going to be artwork from multiple different talented, you know, female Asian women. Um, So there's one book. How many artists does it have? Um, In terms of line art? Yeah. uh, Two artists. Okay. But if you that include coloring as well, that's three yeah. artists. Okay, nice, right, nice. Right. So, so Kat did the cover, and Ren did the inside line work, and then you have Charlene, who's the colorist. And okay. then for issue two, because we kind of have a, an aggressive timeline, uh, we brought on more artists to, to help us out. Oh, and, and are you putting yourselves on an aggressive timeline on purpose? <laughs> well, so about oh, yeah. that, <laughs> <laughs> about that. So um, I, I think, well, first of all, thank you so much for your kind words regarding that cover. Um, as you know, it's it's kind of tough for the indie, you know, marketing team because a, a lot of us indie creators don't have marketing. We don't have a lot of money. Um, right. So it's hard to put out indie issues consistently, and I'm not just talking about web comics or. Um, things you can read on online apps. I mean, actual hardcover bound. Yeah, time. People yeah, got day enjoy. jobs. If this is not your day job, so you yeah, got you know so yeah. many other things to do in life. And then there's this, and then <laughs> time. I know. Trust you, me. I know. <laughs> right. So the thing with this is, if we're gonna truly embrace the epic nature of this saga, 
um, and we're going to try to provide people with hard copy issues um, and obviously make money in the process because money doesn't grow on trees, you know, and these Unfortunately. people pay themselves. Yeah. So we figured it would actually behoove us to be on a little bit more of an aggressive timeline um, by churning out content fairly consistently, especially since we're just starting out. That's why it's like that. Wonderful, wonderful. So let me ask you ladies here. Are we doing any cons where people will be able to meet you guys in person and pick up some signed copies of this? Are you guys going to do any shows this year? Yeah, so we're um, we're on the waiting list for San Diego. Of course, there's you know a five year waiting list to get. How dare they put you on that waiting list, San Diego? How dare you? You better say yes, like right now. You need this. Trust me. There you I went go. to San and Diego in 2019. Trust me, they need you guys there. <laughs> oh, they're cool. So we're um, right now we're targeting um, uh, Chicago and New York, and uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll definitely uh, you know. Tell all our fans uh, through Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You let uh, us know too. You let me yeah, know and, and I'll share and, it on the website. We're your media partners. Forget about it. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as we find out, Al, we'll let you know for sure. But yeah, we're we've uh, we're planning on um, some of the 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 cons that are later on in the year yeah. because if we have you know two maybe three issues to bring, I think it'll be you're um, breaking my heart, Cecilia. Oh, I don't understand you in Florida, <laughs> and you want to do MegaCon at least? Come on. Well, yeah, yeah, Orlando, and that's um. You should do that. So I went last year for my first time, and yeah. I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised by how well it, the show was. Um, I spoke to many independent creators because those are my favorites. All right, and I, my first question is, you know, off record, did you guys do well? Did you guys recuperate? And they said, yeah, within day two or day one, done. Day three, Sunday was all profit. Wow! All right, that's so, crazy. So they, <laughs> yeah, so I think you should definitely do MegaCon because I know I'm going to be there with Geek Fest, Food Fest. We're going to be doing awesome giveaways, and I will go there with my camera and interview you in person there too. Let's get it done. <laughs> all right, all right, Al, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. We'll, we'll talk offline, but I, yeah, we got to make that happen. We need Quinto and Mega. It's yeah. not my show. It just happens to be cold MegaCon, but it's not my show. I, oh, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> wait. <laughs> awesome. Yo, again, you guys got to travel because you got an amazing project here. And now, what can we find at QuentoComics.com? Uh, I'm sorry, what was that? Talk about the website. What can we get at Quento? Oh, yeah. I mean, so, right now. Uh, so at QuentoComics.com, you can find uh, a little bit more about uh, our team. Um, you can order our, more importantly, you can order uh, the first issue, um, which, by the way, is called The Eye of the Serpent. Um, so it's the first issue of The Mask of Halea. And you can order it online. Um, you can uh, also check out where we are location-wise for comic book stores. We're in about five comic book stores in L.A. Hey, hey really? Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Talk to me about that. How did you land those? <laughs> Listen, a lot of independent creators are, are pretty curious about how can I get my books in the shop? So how did you do that? Well, you know, it's it's really interesting because uh, I started calling some of these, you know, our launch was in L.A. So I figured, you know, let's start with the L.A. comic book stores. And so I called some of them. And, you know, to be honest with you, some of them were a little skeptical. They're like, oh, yeah, well, we have to really see your comic book. Uh, we're not sure. 
you know, with the, uh, we, we have a lot of indie comic uh, creators that come in and, and um, so I got, I got, you know, them on the phone and they're like, yeah, we'd like to take a look at your comic book. Okay. And to be honest with you, Al, I walked in uh, to these different comic book stores. They took one look at the cover. They Don't love, I'm sure. flipped it over on the back. They opened it up. They saw the artwork. They saw the quality of the paper. They saw the, you know, just the, the quality of what we put together because, you know, it was really important, especially for the first issue that we would get it right. Mm. And every comic book store owner looked us in the eye and said, wow, you guys have something special here. So yes. we were very excited. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, and I love all the comic book store owners were so overwhelmingly supportive when they saw, when they met me, when they saw the comic book, um, you know, we had a couple of comic book signings at the comic bug in LA and, um, you know, everybody was just so nice and supportive. We, we were over the top and happy. receptive. I hope receptive yes. over this awesome new book yes. and this new heroine in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm excited about. I love to see new things come up, especially from strong, independent women that are taking initiative, not begging to join a club, but decided to, you know what, I'm going to do my own shit and get her done. <laughs> so thank you for that, because that is what we need to see more of people like us taking charge instead of complaining i see so many people complain over this and they don't do this how about you be the example as you guys are and create something and prove the damn point of why this is needed you know what i mean so thank you well, thank you no thank you thank you that's you being brave both real or what up doing one four three web you gotta check out these ladies yo for real they're doing <laughs> Amazing, amazing content. You got to check out this website. You're going to follow it with the cover. And I guarantee you will throw your wallet at the screen. Now, if your screen or monitor breaks, that's not my fault. <laughs> we're we're right. going to catch all the money. Being you know, exactly. They're there. They got yeah. it all ready. Yo, let's do yeah, it. Let's ready. do it. We're, yeah. we're ready. We're ready. Catch all the money. Yeah. So, you know, you need to follow them, folks, on Twitter, Instagram. Are these the only two places we could follow you on? Are you everywhere at Cuento, K-W-E-N-T-O Comics? Yes. We're also on Facebook. Facebook, uh, Facebook under the same. Yep. And, and you're on YouTube, too. But we we're on YouTube. To... <laughs> Folks, please subscribe. Let's get them to 100 so they yep. can call that YouTube channel Cuento Comics ASAP, Yay. all right? Yes, so, absolutely. Know, show the love, show the support, because this, these are the future right here. And look, been listening. They want a book. I mean, Doom says Hawaii has a huge <laughs> Filipino community, and he That's hopes true. to see them there. So are you telling me, Doom, right now that you're in Hawaii? I'm here in Florida. <laughs> you're making me jealous now. Like, man, he's in Hawaii. Wow. But awesome. But they goes to go show the reach of, of the show. Thank you for tuning in, brother. Doom, you better check it out. And, you know, let me show you, Doom. Go right here. Quick, quick. Go right there yeah. and buy this right now. <laughs> and if you have a favorite comic shop in Hawaii... Tell them to contact Cecilia right now. Yeah, they, absolutely. They need, to, they need to get these books in the shop. You know, let's yeah, bring diversity. We, let's bring that color to these damn shops, people. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. So we actually have. And one yes, he is in Hawaii. Look at this guy. Ah, awesome. Well, we'll get we'll we'll get the comic books to Hawaii. We've got uh, one store in uh, Michigan, and uh, we just uh, sent over about fifty copies to the Philippines. 
uh, Comic Yay. Odyssey is the comic book store there. Oh, okay. And uh, so we're we're slowly getting it to the Philippines. It's uh, you know shipping costs have increased. It's the craziest thing. Everything has um, increased. Yeah, but uh, it's a miracle we're we still breathing for free. Yeah, but we're so, and we're so excited. We've got fans all over the world. We we have we've had inquiries from Australia and Canada, Ooh. as well as the Philippines. So you know the word's getting out. And uh, thank you, Al, again for helping us spread the word. Nah, that's why we're here for comic crusaders. <laughs> are crusading for people like you, independent creators, and, and also strong female writers and creators like yourselves. Because again. Every dude is born from a woman. If you can't show respect to a lady, what's wrong with you? Kid? <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, and again, the reason I always ask is who put you on to comics is for a reason. Because the, I swear it's like 90% most people say my mom did. Yeah. Hey, I, I thought guys were into comics. So how come every kid is saying their mom put the, them onto comics? Isn't that weird, folks? Anyway. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, yo. Appreciate everyone equally. That's it. Don't matter about nothing, yo. Show the love, yo. For real. Um, yeah. Oh, look, look at that. Manuel oh. is buying that book right now. Manuel has thrown his wallet. Throw Manuel. Money. Manuel. Thank you, Manuel. Manuel, if you broke the screen, just charge Dodgy for it, all right? All right, just charge Dodgy. Dodgy, Dodgy is his co-host on the show, so Dodgy will pay for it. I know he's good for it. Money playing. Yeah. No, for real though. You guys have been Thank awesome. You, I love you guys. Energy Cecilia and Kaylin. I see you guys as future superstars. I can't oh wait. Cause just looking at that video, looking at the book and the pages and the color. I mean, you guys have definitely built yourself to succeed. There's, there's no other. It's only only way is up right now. Wepa, <laughs> all right. Not to sound like yeah. Colin, but like yeah, let's do it. Yeah. You know? I cannot with you. You're yeah. so funny. I I love this. This is like no, making my, my day. <laughs> yeah, because everybody get inspired. Whereby we gotta do it. We're gonna rule. We gotta do it. We These ladies are gonna rule the world of comics. I can't wait to meet Cecilia at MegaCon, hopefully. But if not, okay. hopefully maybe I have to travel to San Diego we'll or see. to New York and check yeah. them out. Yeah. Like Kaylee, where are you gonna be? Are you gonna be in any one of those shows too? I'm gonna try to be at, at uh, New York and Chicago, maybe. Uh, yeah. Well, we're, we're actually one of the this year. I'm doing a research <laughs> yeah. trip. Maybe I'll find some con there in the Philippines and. Hey, yeah, do the Filipino concert. Absolutely, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I know they'll love it. And look, man, what says you got to support y'all because the book look amazing and y'all seem great. <laughs> they don't seem great. They are great. All right. Thank yeah. you, guys. Yeah. Facts. All right. Facts right there. Facts, yeah. so, folks, all right. Lastly, one more time. Follow Quento Comics. K-W-E-N-T-O Comics dot com. All right. Show the love. Follow them on social. Know when the books are coming out. That way you could keep spending this awesome money. Look at that awesome. Can I get a t-shirt like that too on the website? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ooh, want, look at that, folks. I'll, I'll send you a hoodie. I'll just send you one. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. You don't want me dressing sexy in Quinto Commons gear. Where? Oh, no, we do. We do. We do. We do. Oh, we do. Okay. <laughs> the Mega Model episode. Hey. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love it. You guys are awesome. I love you guys' energy. And again, just thank you guys for being brave and bold and doing what you're doing, representing for the ladies, representing for the <laughs> Philippines, representing for the Asians, but, you know, representing for comics and making sure that you are spreading the message that comics are, in fact, for everyone. So thank you for that. But that's really important nowadays. You guys rock, uh, you know. Oh, Waverly right there, yo. Say <laughs> what up. Waverly was watching. Shout out. Shout out, Waverly. Shout you're out. killing yep. it. You're killing it, too. 
You know, family <laughs> affair, Quento it's Comics. It's a family affair. It's, it's the future comics indie. Folks, check it out. You guys are going to definitely love it. Comic Crusaders approved. And Waverly is confirming that Manuel got his order in. <laughs> Manuel was not talking smack. He got that order in, all right? Yeah, folks? all right. Well, Waverly well, well, has come. She said, let me check this, homie, real quick. <laughs> I love it. I love it. See, he's like, I'm not going to let no man talk shit. Uh, I'm going to make sure that they are buying this. I love it. I'm just kidding, man. Well, thank you for the We'll, support, we'll send Manuel a, a signed copy as well. Yay. Oh, he'll love it. There you go. He, that's, that's my homie. He works with me uh, on the uh, Thick Indie podcast for us. All right? So he's the man. Folks, thank you again for tuning in. You know what to do. Outro tells you everything to do. Follow these young ladies, all right? And make sure you visit the next con they're at. You won't regret it. And with that, I'm Absolutely. out mega. With Caitlin Fahilan, Cecilia Lim. Hasta la próxima. Wepa! <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 